Wow, so good to worship with you guys and to just um, just let our hair down, right? And be willing to <clears throat> be unembarrassable. Unembarrassable. You know, if you want <clears throat> to get in shape at a at a gym and you are working out, you got to be willing to do things that you're un unembarrassable about, like struggling with weight that somebody else can lift with a pinky and it takes you two hands and two feet just to get one rep in. Be unembarrassable. Do things that are necessary and do things that bring breakthrough that are uncomfortable because it is in that outside of that comfort zone where your breakthrough is going to take place. And so that's why when we it, that's why I shared that verse with you in Psalm 149, because he says, let the high praises of God be in our mouths. We don't want to praise low. We want to praise high. We don't want to praise in an easy, in the easiest, most convenient, most comfortable way. But I mean, but we drive together. We drive to come to a place and we gather online at a place where we truly can give high praises to God, the highest praise for the one who deserves it most. And you got to be willing to be unembarrassable when you lift up your hands. Don't do one of these where you got to be cool. You know, you're just kind of lifting it a little bit, kind of hinging your wrist. A lot of people do praise like that because they, 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 they're embarrassed. That's how I was when I first went to a church that was praising God like this place. And I was 17 and I was like, this, these people are out of their minds. And the guy next to me was like, go ahead and try it. Try to praise the Lord. And I went like this. He said, I didn't see anything. I said, you didn't see that? Oh, let me do it again. And then I started to get a little bit higher and came here and then a little bit higher and a little bit higher until I got all the way and gave him some hot. Oh, you don't hear me here today in this place. Let the let the high, let the high praises of God. Let the high. Come on. Somebody's got to lift their hands high today in this place. Somebody's got to shout hallelujah really loud in the. Let everything that hath breath Praise the Lord. Woo. Man, we are in. We are seated with Christ in heavenly places. So our praise is piercing the darkness. Our praise is binding the devil. Our praise is breaking us out of negative emotions. Our praise is giving glory to God. Our praise is giving him thanks. Your praise goes to the level that your gratitude for what God has done in your life, whatever level your gratitude is, that's how high your praise will be. If you're ungrateful, your praise will be low. If you're super thankful, your praise will be high. 
Amen. And it's not that you need anything more to happen in order for you to be thankful. You just have to look at it differently. You got to look at life differently and realize all that is for you rather than against you. Life is happening for you. It's not life happening to you. It is life happening for you. I want you to step in to a place of spiritual battle today. We have the victory. So when we praise and when we pray, we're praying and praising from a place of victory. And we are penetrating the areas of our life and the areas of our community that are not yet that have not yet experienced God's power, we are penetrating those places. The demons that have not yet heard your voice say, come out in Jesus' name, we are making it known to them that their days are numbered. When we praise God and pray, prison doors open. Chains come off our hands and feet. It's not a coincidence that Paul and Silas, while they were in prison, mind you, in Acts chapter 16, while they were in prison, mind you, they were doing two things in that prison. They were praying and praising. They were praising and they were praying. And as they were praising and as they were praying, the Bible says the earth shook. And the Bible says that the chains came off of their hands and feet. And the Bible says the prison doors open. All they were doing was praising God and praying. Praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening. All they were doing was, hey, it was about midnight now, because midnight represents the darkest moment but it represents the turning to the new day. It represents the darkest hour, but the greatest hope for a brighter day. And what were they doing in their darkest hour? Praying and singing hymns to God. Praying and praising and the other prisoners were listening. Guess what? Paul and Silas weren't prisoners anymore because they didn't allow the prison to dictate their faith. They didn't allow their circumstance to dictate what they believed. They were praying and singing hymns to God. They weren't using it as a way to get out of jail. They were doing it because that's what their heart was filled with. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth is going to speak. How many know when you hit your thumb with a hammer out of the abundance, your mouth speaks and we know what you say. <laughs> if we will fill our minds with all the good God has done, we will fill this earth with the praise and the glory that he deserves. The 10 lepers were cleansed. But one of them, 
when he saw that he was cleansed, he turned back to give God thanks and fell at Jesus' feet and glorified God with a loud voice. If you're not glorifying God with a loud voice, it's because you haven't seen your you haven't you haven't seen that you've been saved. You haven't seen that God has already rescued you. You haven't seen what God has already done for you. You're not looking at what God has already done for them. nine of them were not focused on what Jesus had just done for them. Nine of them were focused on what they needed still for him to do for them. But one of them was focused on what Jesus had already done for him. And when he saw that he was healed, he turned back and glory. They were all healed. But when he saw it, when he focused on it, when he looked at it, it says, then he turned back, glorified God with a loud voice and he fell on his face at his feet giving what Praise. giving what Praise. where's the next verse he fell on his face at his feet giving thanks to him and Jesus said where he said we're not we're not 10 cleansed he knew the answer. He healed them. But the nine, where are they? Boy, you don't want to be in that sentence. He knows when you're not around. He knows when you're not here. Where are they? <laughs> he knows when we don't turn back and come to give him glory and give him praise. He knows it. And he's like, where, where are they? You know, he's a good pastor. Jesus is the great shepherd. He's the beautiful shepherd. I'm trying to be a good pastor. Jesus is the, as the beautiful shepherd. Jesus is the great shepherd. He's like, where where are they? He's not. Where are they? Wait till I get my hands on them. I'm going to destroy these people. How dare they? He's like, oh, man, where are they? Was no one found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he says, stand up, son and go. Your faith has made you well. You know, they were all healed, but they were not all well. They were all healed, but they were not all well. Healing from something physically or even healing from something emotionally that doesn't make you well. Keep that verse up. What makes you well is giving thanks. He calls it faith. Stand up and go. Your faith has made you well. Now, what did this man do that these other nine didn't do that Jesus would say your faith has made you well? It's the, the only distinction between him and the other nine. To him and the other nine, to him, the only difference between him and the other nine was he gave God thanks and praise and glory. It's all really the same thing, but he gave God. He was the one that, that came back and gave Jesus thanks. And Jesus defines that as faith. So when we sing about, uh, can you imagine what can happen with all the faith in the room? What we're really saying is, can you imagine what will happen 
with all the thanksgiving in the room, with all the gratitude in the room, with all the praise in the room, with all the glorifying God in the room. Mm, I got to get to this. I promised myself to share this with you. I promised the Lord to share this with you. I talked about five, five different ways to pray. I talked about the prayer of petition, the prayer. Well, first, the prayer of communion and intimacy with God, the prayer of communion and fellowship, intimacy with God. I talked about the prayer of petition, taking a petition, taking the promises of God to him and putting him in remembrance of what he already promised. That's the prayer of petition. I talked about the prayer of intercession. That's when you're praying for somebody else. And in fact, when you start praying for other people, you, 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 you need to pray for yourself less because stuff just starts happening. The, the fourth kind of prayer I'm going to talk about next time, it's the it's to how to pray like a prophet. But the fifth kind of prayer, I just want to spend a few moments together with you. Called the prayer of thanks. And how to pray in the Holy Spirit. You know, in Ephesians chapter six, verse 18, we learn about, well, verses 14 through 20, we learn about spiritual armor. We learn about the, the armor of God. Anybody ever read that chapter? The armor of God. Ephesians six is all about the armor of God. Therefore, he says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the forces of darkness and the wiles and schemes of the devil. He said, having your loins girt about with truth, putting on the breastplate of righteousness, your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, taking up the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, which will extinguish all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And of course, the helmet of salvation as well. But then he says in verse 18, with all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the spirit, pray at all times in the spirit. And with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints. He said, pray at all times in the spirit. How do we pray in the spirit? This is what the devil has tried to blind people from. And I got to tell you, Besides the written promises of God, the number one thing that has sustained me all these years as a Christian, what has sustained me, what has got me through the deepest, darkest times, what has got me through the brokest times, the most anxious times, the most depressing times, and even the good times, what got me through it all was praying in the spirit. Because when we're praying in the spirit, we are surrendering to the power of God. When we pray in the spirit, we're praying things that our mind cannot even conceive.
When we pray in the spirit, it starts coming out in languages nobody understands. Woo! We all know that we make sounds that nobody understands. We all grunt and we think that's normal. But when we hear somebody praying in tongues, we think that's weird. You just did a and consider that normal. But somehow praying in tongues is weird. Of course, that's what the devil wants you to think. Of course, since it's part of your spiritual armor. It's the crowning piece of the spiritual of our spiritual armor. It's the crowning piece. It's the final piece. It's the missing piece. It's the piece that you have something to do with by stepping out in faith and giving God praise through praying in the spirit. The only way you could possibly pray at all times is to be able to pray in the spirit. The only way you can be on the alert with perseverance and petition for all the people is if you're praying in the spirit. Now, first of all, we believe in the resurrection of Jesus. So we're already crazy. We're already out of our minds. Scientists and psychologists already think we're nuts for believing that somebody could rise from the dead. How many believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ? Well, then you better put your other hand up and start praying in tongues, because I'm telling you, if you can believe in a resurrection, it's easy to believe in a spiritual gift that would be so beautiful and so precious that God would reserve it so that when you're praying in tongues, you are praying directly to God and the devil cannot do anything except stay silent and be in be bound and be forbidden from operating in your life. People are too caught up in their own logic their own opinions, their own religion, their own religious self-righteousness. Oh, who needs to talk like it's who needs to talk like that? Who needs to speak in tongues? That, that's that's childish. You know, just use your head, use your head. Well, the Bible says use your head and use your spirit. In first Corinthians, chapter 14, verse one, he says, desire. He said, pursue love. Yet, because love is the love is the pursuit. Love is the goal. Love is God, God is love. So love is the most important thing. But he says, yet desire earnestly spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. Now, we we take verses that are like, OK, God says in the Bible that we can be saved. God says in the Bible we can go to heaven. But when we see a, a verse that we haven't felt comfortable doing, like desire spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy, do you know that you are the best prophet over your own life? Amen. You know, when you speak God's word and declare God's promises out of your mouth, there is a two edged sword coming out of your mouth. When you pray in tongues, there is spiritual power going out of your mouth into the atmosphere. And it deals with demonic darkness on its way to the Heavenly Father. 
where you're speaking mysteries to God. He said, for one who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but to God. When someone is speaking in tongues, who are they speaking to, according to this verse? Why would you want to rob yourself of the opportunity to speak to God in this beautiful way? And who does this say you're not speaking to when you're speaking in tongues? Who are you not speaking to? You're not speaking to people. You're speaking to God for no one understands. Let me ask you something, because the religious world, you know, even some Christians, they're just religious. They try to say, oh, tongues isn't for today. They're the same people that say healing isn't for today. They're the same people that say deliverance isn't for today. They're the same people that say the power of God and the and the and, and the power of raising the dead and the healing of the sick and the casting out devils. They'll say that's not for today either. But Jesus said it is. So we're going with Jesus. But what they'll tell you, the religious argument against tongues is, oh, in the Bible, when they spoke in tongues, they were speaking languages that people understood. They were speaking just a new language. They were speaking like Spanish. See, see. Que pasa, hey. That can't be what he's saying here in this verse, because he said, when you're speaking in, in tongues, no one understands. It's you're not speaking a new language that is that you've just never spoken before that somebody else understands. Because if you started speaking French, guess who would understand the French? If you start speaking Portuguese, guess who's going to understand the Portuguese? So guess what? If you're praying in tongues, if you think praying in tongues is learning a new language, come on, Babel. If you think. If you think speaking in tongues is learning some new language, you you are the far, it's the farthest thing from the truth, because he says here, no one understands. If it's some new language that other people know, like French or Spanish or Italian or Russian or Chinese, guess what? There's like a billion or two or three billion people that know and understand what you're saying. But when you're speaking in real Bible tongues, mm, no one understands, no one. But in his spirit, he speaks mysteries. And who is he speaking mysteries to? To God. It's not a mystery to God. It's a mystery to us. It's a mystery what I'm saying, but it's not a mystery to God. He knows exactly what you're saying. And he's dispatching angels to carry stuff out. It's crazy enough to believe in a resurrection. We might as well go ahead and believe in something as simple as praying in tongues. But when you prophesy, verse two says, verse three says, but one who prophesies speaks to men for edification, exhortation and consolation. One who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but one who prophesies edifies the church. So the Bible is instructing me and instructing us that if we have something to say to the church members, we prophesy, we speak in our own language or we prophesy promises from God. We prophesy by the Holy Spirit. 
and that edifies the church. But when I'm speaking in tongues, I'm edifying myself. And that word edify means to build. I'm building myself up. In Jude, verse 20, it says, building yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Well, I'm not trying to make an argument here, but I am a little exercised about this because I'm really blame myself for not teaching this more often because I found that praying in tongues is a lifesaver for me. Praying in tongues, a lifesaver for me. He said, we're building ourselves up on our most holy faith. Why are you building yourself up on your most holy faith? Because it's your most holy thanks and it's your most holy praise and it's your most holy glorifying of God. When you pray in tongues, when you're praying in the Holy Spirit, it is the most it glorifies God and you're building yourself up and you're activating some really holy faith, the most holy faith, because you're giving gratitude and thanks to God without even knowing what you're saying. But you trust that God knows. You trust that demons tremble when you start praying in tongues. They back away. That is that is kryptonite to them. It is kryptonite. They just are powerless when you pray in tongues. Why is this so important? It's important because we have to be equipped properly to engage in the spiritual climate and environment that we are in. And we need to set the we need to set the temperature. We don't need to read the temperature. We need to set it. We're the thermostat. We're not the we're not a thermometer. We're a thermostat. We set the temperature. We don't read the temperature and accept whatever it is. We set the temperature and put a demand on everything to rise to that temperature that we've set it at to rise to the thermostat. We set it at when you're praying in tongues, you're elevating the you're elevating the thermostat. You're turning the thermostat up and you're you're demanding that everything around you in heaven and earth rise to what God declares is exactly what you need at that time in your life. Has anybody tried to pray and you just you prayed a couple things and you just ran out of things to pray? You didn't really know what to say next. Well, it'll never happen to you again when you start praying in tongues, because as soon as you're as soon as you run out of your own language, you start praying in tongues and this just takes you to another level. It doesn't make anybody better than anybody else. But the but this gift is not there's a distinction. There's two types of tongues. There's two types of speaking in tongues in the Bible. There's speaking in tongues with an interpretation, which is a equal to prophecy. I speak in tongues in the service and I have an interpretation or somebody else has an interpretation that is used as a prophetic gift in the church service. But when but then there is also and most importantly for us to understand, there is this type of praying in tongues that is you speaking directly to God, speaking mysteries to God, building yourself up on your most holy faith. No one understands because you're speaking directly to God. Even the devil doesn't understand. But 
you're speaking words of the most holy faith and it is pushing the devil back, resisting the devil. And he starts fleeing. You see, the best way I've found to give God thanks is by using the precious gift of the Holy Spirit called praying in tongues. I know many preachers avoid the topic or reject this as a modern day gift, but Jesus put it into existence in Mark, chapter 16, verse 17, when he said, these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will pick up serpents. It doesn't mean you go around being a snake handler. (laughs) A serpent represents the devil. And he's telling us that we can. It's actually translated as the word put away when he says pick up serpents, it's literally translated as putting away. We're putting away serpents. And if we drink any deadly poison, he doesn't say go ahead and drink deadly poison. He said if you do, it will not hurt you. And they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. If you're going to believe one of these things, you got to take them all. Like just be all or nothing with this thing. Either they're all true or none of them are. And Jesus is a liar or a lunatic. But I believe if we're all honest with ourselves, we realize Jesus is neither a liar nor a lunatic. He is Lord. Amen. Amen. So he's Lord. He's Lord of the church. He's Lord of the body of Christ. And if he says these signs will follow them that believe I'm taking him at his word. You know, I've experienced all of these things multiple times. Cast out demons, spoke with new tongues, put away devils, put away demonic forces. I've drank deadly poison. Some of it I made myself, but I drank it. (laughs) And I'm still standing. I've laid hands on the sick and they've recovered. Does everyone recover? I believe they do. I don't know how I don't know when, but that's my part is to lay hands on the sick. That's that's between God and them to for them to recover. So when you come up here, I'm laying hands on the sick. I'm not going, did you did you did you feel it yet? Did you see it yet? Did it happen yet? No, because you know what? I'm just going to do what God said. I'm going to lay hands on the sick and they're going to recover somehow, some way. If we'll just believe that. We'll stop being afraid. And we'll be bold. Speaking in tongues. Is so vital because we're speaking directly to God. Speaking in tongues is so vital because we're giving thanks to God. We're glorifying God with our most holy faith. Look at what he says in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 14. For if I pray in a tongue, 
My spirit prays. What part of you is praying if you're praying in tongues? Come on, put that verse up. If I'm praying in if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays. But what happens to your mind? My mind is what? Unfruitful. My mind doesn't understand it. It's not helping my mind, except my mind begins to rest and rely on the power of my spirit. So when I'm praying in tongue, my spirit prays. My mind doesn't understand it. My mind is unfruitful. What is the outcome then? I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with the mind also. He's not saying one or the other. He's saying you can have both of these. I will pray in the spirit and I'll pray with my mind also. I'll sing with the spirit and I'll sing with my mind also. In other words, when we see the words of the songs, we're singing with our minds. But when we start singing and having a melody and we start praying in tongues while we're singing, we're praying, we're singing with the spirit. We're singing in the spirit. Watch this next verse in verse 16. Otherwise, if we bless, oh, go, go, go back to verse 15 again. Let me show you the end of that verse. It says, what is the outcome then? I will pray with the spirit and pray with the mind also. I'll sing with the spirit, sing with the mind also. For otherwise, if you bless in the spirit only. So guess what? When you pray in tongues, you're blessing God. You're blessing in the spirit. You're releasing spiritual. Mm. You are releasing and activating spiritual blessing. Jesus paid for the blessing by his blood. You're activating the blessing by your tongues. He said, otherwise, if you bless in the spirit only, which means you just pray in tongues, but you don't pray in, in your own language. He said, how will the one who fills the place of the ungifted, how will they say amen at your giving of thanks? So he's saying when you're praying in tongues, you're blessing and giving God thanks. But the but the people around you, if you're praying in tongues in a church service, you're blessing in the spirit and it doesn't even have to be in the church service. But what he's saying is in the church service, if you pray only in the spirit, you are doing a blessing in the spirit and you are um, giving thanks. But the people that that but the rest of the people around you, it says since at your giving of thanks, since he does not know what you're saying. The person who doesn't have that, understand that gift or is operating in that gift, he doesn't understand what you're saying. No one understands what you're saying because you're speaking mysteries to God. But notice what he says in verse 17. This is so important. This is what I wanted to get to. For you are giving thanks well. When you pray in tongues, you are giving thanks. Well, this is what he's talking about. When you're praying in tongues, you are giving thanks. Well, but the other person isn't edified. The only person being edified when you're praying in tongues is you. And guess what you're accomplishing? You are giving thanks. Well, you know, I start to give God thanks in my life. I start saying, Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your anointing. Thank you for this day. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my kids. Thank you for the church. Thank you. Da, 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 da. And that's good. But we're stepping out of just good into well. For your giving thanks well. Remember the man who turned back? And Jesus said, your faith, because you turned back to give thanks, your faith 
has made you well. When you pray in tongues, you're giving thanks well enough, but the other person isn't edified. And then what does he say? I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you all. So speaking in tongues is speaking directly to God, praying in tongues. Is giving thanks well. Praying in tongues allows us to pray for things. And situations that we don't fully understand. How do we know that Romans 826 says for he himself Look at what he says in Romans 8, 26, in the same way, the spirit helps our weaknesses, for we do not know how to pray as we should. But the spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And when he says with groanings too deep for words, he's speaking about the gift of tongues and praying in tongues. It's too deep for understandable languages. But in this but in this way, the spirit is helping our weaknesses. We don't always know how to pray as we should. But the spirit himself intercedes for us with groaning too deep for words. And he who searches the hearts knows the mind of the spirit because he intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. So when you're praying in tongues, you're actually praying about things you don't even understand and don't know how to pray as you should. But the Holy Spirit is praying through you with groanings too deep for understandable words and interceding for you according to the will of God. You literally are bringing yourself more and more into the will of God when you're praying in tongues. And guess what happens then? And God is causing all things to work together for good. So those who love him and are called according to his purpose. See, we all love this verse in Romans 8:28, but we forget what is the engine behind this verse is Romans 8:26. Woo! Mm. Speaking in tongues, praying in tongues. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. I've heard people I've heard I've heard all the arguments. I've heard all the arguments I've had. You could call it arguments with people that with preachers that are were more eloquent than me, preachers that were more experienced than me, preachers that had been doing it longer than me. And when I showed them all these verses, they're like. You know what? I can't argue with that. There's no arguing this if you read the Bible. This is a beautiful prayer language. Why would you want to rob yourself of speaking mysteries to God? I'm 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 not saying that anybody here is robbing yourself of that. If you believe in praying in the Holy Spirit and 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 believe in being baptized in the Holy Spirit, the Bible talks about Jesus said to be baptized in water and to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. They're not the same thing. Being baptized in water is the identifying with Jesus Christ's death, burial and resurrection. Ba- being baptized in the Holy Spirit is like in Acts chapter two. They were all gathered together in one place and the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who were in the house and the Holy Spirit tongues of fire rested on each one of them. And what happened in Acts chapter two? And they all began to speak with other tongues as the spirit was giving them utterance. 
And Jesus said, this is that which was spoken. And he said, for John baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Not many days from now in Acts chapter one, verse five and verse six, he says, you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Not many days from now. And then in Acts chapter two, we see them getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. And what happens is they began to speak in other tongues. And in Acts chapter 10, verse 44, look at what this says here. In Act, I'm almost done. Acts chapter 10. I just want you to hear this and see this in Acts chapter 10, verse 44. Why is this so important? Because we are about to experience incredible breakthrough revivals. And we need to be releasing the glory of God. And when we're praying in, in tongues, we are glorifying God and thanking him well. So when we're praying in tongues, we are covering the earth with the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. I realize some people choose, they opt out. You know how you opt out of something? You, you opt out of your cookies. Most of us have been opting into too many cookies, but you can opt, you, you can opt out of the cookies, right? A lot of Christians opt out of praying in tongues because they don't understand it or, but guess what? Neither do we. No one understands what you're saying, except God. Unless you use it as a gift in the church service to edify others, it needs to be with an interpretation, the Bible says. While Peter was still speaking these things, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who were listening to the message. And verse 45, look at what happened. And all the circumcised believers who came with Peter were amazed because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out on the Gentiles also. How do they know that? Verse 46 tells us how they know that, for they were hearing them speaking with tongues and exalting God. What were they doing? They were speaking in tongues. And what does that what does the Bible describe that as? They were speaking in tongues and exalting God as they were as they were speaking in tongues, they were exalting God. And then he says, surely no one can refuse water for these to be baptized who have just received the Holy Spirit, just as we did, because some religious people will say, well, the apostles had the Holy Spirit because they had to preach the gospel. They were the ones that had to initiate and write down the scriptures and all that. But Peter says no one can refuse water to be baptized who these Gentiles, they weren't apostles, they weren't even Jewish people. These Gentiles, they received the Holy Spirit just as we did. He says the other people received the Holy Spirit just as they did. In other words, we don't get an inferior Holy Spirit to the apostles. We get the same Holy Spirit that the apostles had. And he ordered them and he ordered them. I love that verse. Oh, he ordered them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, we need to learn to like be like obedient people to the things of the spirit. He ordered them to be baptized it's like he Wow, it's like a it sounds like like a military term. And you see, we're a family, but we're also an army. Amen. And our weapons. Are our tongues, both in our own language and our heavenly language. And then the same thing happens in Acts chapter 19, verse one. Let me just read this to you and we'll stand together in Acts chapter 19, verse one. We could just go on and on about this topic and again. I remember when I first experienced this baptism of the Holy Spirit at 17 years old and 
And I led all the people, I led everybody to the Lord in my, you know, the people that were willing. I preached to all my family members. Um, my sister, I led her to Jesus and and prayed with her to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. She started speaking in tongues, but she started to go to this other church and they were and I was just 17. And, and she and the pastor of that church told her, no, 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 that's tongues. What you're whatever your brother is telling you, that's not. No, it's not. Everybody speaks in tongues. And she he showed her some scriptures and she came to me and she said, the past this pastor would like to have a, a discussion with you about about tongues. Now, this guy's like 40, 40 or 50 years old and I'm 17 and he and I oh, all right, I'll meet with him. And I met with him and and he said, well, you know, look, here's the reason and you know, you shouldn't do this. And it's OK that you're doing it, but you shouldn't push it on your sister. You shouldn't, you know, tell other people about it, you know, like just keep it to yourself, because if God wants them to have that gift, then he'll he'll get it to them. That's like saying if God wants people to be saved. He'll preach to them. No, we're the body of Christ. We need to go into all the world and preach the gospel. He said, just pray about it. I said, you know, I can do that. I went home that day, got on my knees, opened up the Bible and said, God, I will never speak in tongues another day in my life. If I read these scriptures and find that it's not from you, I will never speak in tongues another day in my life. I said, but also if I read these scriptures, this is just me talking to God. I didn't have any. I didn't know anything else. And that's what I do today is talk to God. But I said, but Lord, if I read these, I'm going to go through all these scriptures on tongue, every one of them. I'm going through every verse on tongues. And if I read it and find out and am convinced that this is of you and this is a gift that I'm supposed to have, then I will speak in tongues every day for the rest of my life. Shonda Laboshai, in the words of Deion Sanders. A friend of mine was praying for people, laying hands on people. We were just so young and just zealous and just willing to do anything. We'd go into hospitals. You remember some of you might remember uh, he was one of our pastors for a while, Tom Bouvier. We were in, we did some th some college ministry together around the world and in America as well. And and uh, and he loves God today, loves our church today. All of our all all the people that have ever left our church usually end up loving our church and many of them come back to our church. But some of them we send out because we don't want them anymore. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, so we, we walked into this hospital. He this kid got he's like starting to die. He had his something of uh, epileptic event or something. And so Bouvier just picks this kid up. This was in the Philippines. And we go running. We're on a college campus. We go running to the hospital and we're praying in tongues the whole way. And we run into the hospital. He's carrying this. He's carrying this kid in his arms and he puts him in front of the doctor and we start lay hands on him, start praying in tongues. And we see people be enrolled in, you know, in the emergency room. We see all these other people. He's like, come on, let's pray for them. So we start laying hands on all of them. Now, most of them died. I got to tell you, this is the honest truth. So be careful when you come up for us to lay hands on you. <laughs> but it wasn't our job to get them healed. It was our job to just lay hands on them. <laughs> 
And one of my other friends, he was praying for somebody to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, speaking tongues. And he starts praying for him, puts his hands on him, lays hands on him like the Bible says. And, and he's like, is anything happening? He says to the to the guy he was praying for, you hearing anything? Is anything happening? He's like, yeah, I just keep hearing yabba dabba do for some reason. <laughs> He's like, well, pray that. Yabba dabba do on the And sometimes you just need some training wheels, you know, just kind of get it going. <laughs> Look at this Acts chapter 19, verse one. Look at what he says. It says that it happened while Paul, while Apollos was in Corinth, Paul passed through the upper country of Ephesus, found some disciples. And he said to them, did who were they? They were disciples. Guess what? They were already believers, weren't they? He said, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they said, no, we did not even hear there is a Holy Spirit. And he said in verse three, so then what were you baptized? And they said into John's baptism. So Paul said, John baptized with the baptism of repentance telling the people to believe in him who was coming after him, that is in Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. In other words, they weren't being baptized with John's baptism anymore. They're being baptized with Jesus baptism. They were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them. And how do we know the Holy Spirit came on them? Because it says, and they began speaking with tongues and prophesying. While I was on my knees at 17 years old, finish this story. I read through every verse. In English, it took me two hours. I'm on my knees praying, asking God to show me, Lord, I'm opening up. I'm willing to not do this ever again or I'm willing to do this for the rest of my life. I went through every verse, every scripture, every possible scenario in the Bible about tongues and praying in tongues and speaking in tongues. And you want to know something at 17 years old when I had no biblical education except what I was reading right in front of me, I became 100 percent convinced by a revelation of the word of God being made real to me by studying it myself and discovering for real that the Holy Spirit wanted to baptize me and believed in me praying in tongues and having this gift because I was incapable of praying the perfect will of God into my life. But if I could pray in tongues, the Holy Spirit would bring the perfect will into my life somehow, some way. All things. All things would work together for good. And I knew that I would come into the will of God and I knew that some bad things would happen. But I knew that I would eventually experience the perfect will of God, because the scripture tells us when we yield to the Holy Spirit, we will experience the perfect will of God. It doesn't come instantly, the perfect will of God, but it comes progressively. The good, the acceptable and the perfect will of God. It's progressive. Let's stand together. Now I can make you this promise. If you will be willing to step out in faith, you know, everything we do, it's a stepping out in faith. When we get saved, we're stepping out in faith by saying Jesus rose from the dead and he is Lord. When we get baptized, we're stepping out in faith, 
trust in that we're being buried with him, raised up with him. When we give our tithes, our offerings, we're stepping out in faith, believing that we will reap what we sow. And when we give, it'll be given back to us. We believe as we step out in faith and give God thanks. We are. Our faith is making us well. And we believe when we step out and say, baptize me in the Holy Spirit, Lord. We believe that as we step out in faith and open our mouths and begin to give him praise and give him glory. We believe God will give us the gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues and exalting God, speaking in tongues and prophesying. It's not a requirement for salvation but it's an essential tool and power that to fulfill the perfect will of God. This is one of the key ingredients to the perfect will of God, because it reduces you to a person that is 100 percent dependent on God, not your own understanding. Do not lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways, Acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. If you'd like to be saved today, just put your hands up. If you've never received Jesus as your savior, just put your hand up. If you want to be born again today, you want to be sure you're going to have when you die, put your hand up. It's just an invitation for salvation. I see several hands up. Come on. Put, if you want to be saved, you want to believe you want to be born again. You want to be sure that when you die, you're going to have. Come on, put your hand up right now. We're going to pray for you. Everybody pray this out loud. Everybody pray this out loud. Heavenly Father, I invite Jesus. Come on, downtown Chicago. Come on, city campus. Come on around the world. I invite Jesus into my life as my savior. Jesus is Lord. He's risen from the dead and I'm washed by the blood of Jesus. From this moment forward, I'm a child of God in Jesus name. Now, if you'd like to be baptized in the Holy Spirit right where you are, right where you're standing, right where you're watching, put your hands up. If you want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, lift your hands to God and everybody pray this. Even those that are already baptized in the Holy Spirit, you're already praying in tongues. You're already walking in this anointing. I want you to lift up your hand. I want the rest of you to pray this out loud as well. Heavenly Father, you said if I ask anything, it will be done. If I ask for the Holy Spirit, you'll give them to me. So I'm asking you, baptize me in the Holy Spirit. Give me the power to pray in tongues and to exalt you, to give you thanks well and to give you all the glory. I'm not leaving any glory on the ground. I'm giving all the glory to you in Jesus name. Now just begin to Open your mouth and praise him. Come on, everybody with your hands up. Open your mouth and start praising him. Open your mouth and start praising him. Open your mouth and start thanking him and open your mouth. And guess what? As you're thanking him, don't be surprised if you hear some thoughts and words that don't make sense. Just open your mouth and just speak them out of your mouth right now, right where you're standing, right where you're watching. Just up. We're having a Holy Spirit baptism here today. Be baptized in the Holy Spirit in Jesus name. Say, Father, I thank you 
for the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, praying in tongues, and exalting God. Now just begin to open your mouth with whatever sounds come to you and just speak it forth the same way you say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. I give you glory. Just open your mouth and start praying. Just open your mouth and start praying in the Holy Spirit. We give you all the glory, Lord. Oh, we're, not, we're not taking you to a back room. We're not, we're not gonna be shy about the power of God. We're not gonna be shy about revival. We want the rivers, the rivers, the rivers of living water, the rivers of the Holy Spirit. Oh, You might think I'm crazy. You might think we're crazy, but I'm giving you the word of God. Take it, believe it, step out in faith. Right now, healing flows, miracles flow. We're, this is our most holy faith, our most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. If there's anybody you're saying, it's not, I, I haven't experienced it yet, I'm trying, just come to the altar right now. Just come to the altar, you say, I want somebody to lay hands on me, and I know I'm gonna pray in tongues when they do. Come to the altar now. Don't be afraid. Otherwise, I'm expecting, believing that every one of you are praying in tongues right now. If you're not, it's okay. You don't have to pray in tongues to be a Christian. You don't have to pray in tongues to be saved. But if you want this beautiful gift, I'm telling you, it is, a, it is your secret superpower. It is your superpower. This is my superpower, praying in tongues. Oh, rabakandarabashi. I want you guys to come up here, stand up here right at this altar, and when I lay hands on you, just open your mouth and start praying in tongues. Everybody else, you're dismissed, you're free to go, or you're free to stay, but we're having a Holy Spirit party right here at the altar. If you want to get in on it, come on in. Otherwise, we'll see you on Think Like a Champion, and we'll see you next Sunday, and I'll teach you how to pray like a prophet. Woo! I can't wait. I can't wait. Open your mouth, everybody open your mouth and just start praising God. Just start, thank you, Jesus. There you go. There you go, just open your mouth and start praising God. There you go. That's it, whatever, whatever comes to you, whatever sounds come to you, start praying in tongues. Just start praying whatever comes to you. Come on up here. Right now in Jesus' name. Oh, you're being baptized in the Holy Spirit. That's it, you're doing it. That's it, you're doing it. Oh, Rabakanda, keep speaking it. Keep speaking it. Keep speaking it. Keep speaking it. Keep, oh, Karabashanda Rabaka. Oh, you got it. You got it. Just open your mouth now. Oh, Rabababakanda Rabasa. What can't he do? What can't he do? Oh, Rabababakanda. Just receive. Just receive. Just keep praying. There you go. You got it. Open your mouth. Just start. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Just keep going. That's it. That's it. You got it. Oh, Rabababakanda Rabasha. Make sure everybody gets the, the power book on their way out. Not right now. Just let them be right now. But when they leave, who else? Who else? You got it. Baptized in the Holy Spirit. There you go. Now, there you go. Now speak whatever comes to you. Oh, Oh, 
Just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There you go. There you go. There you go. Speak it out. Speak it out. Speak it out. Go ahead. Speak it out right now. Be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Who else? We haven't prayed for you yet. Come on up here. Say, I receive it. Say, it's done. It's done in Jesus' name. Now just speak out. Now just speak out whatever's coming to you. There you go. There you go. There you go. Come on up. You want this gift? Okay, just lift your hands. Yeah, you too. Just thank you. Just say, thank you, Jesus. I receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I receive the gift of praying in tongues. Whoa, now just start praying whatever comes to you in Jesus' name. There you go. Just start praying. Just start praying whatever sounds come to you, son. Whatever sounds come to you, there you go. Keep saying, yeah, you got it. 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 Just say it. There you go. That's it. It's very simple. It's very simple. It's very simple. It's a beautiful gift. It's a precious. You got it. Woo! Yeah, keep praying. Keep speaking it. Keep speaking it. Be baptized in the Holy Spirit. You got it, brother. You got to just start speaking it out. Whatever, whatever sounds come to you, just start speaking them out. When Paul laid his hands on them, they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. Baptized in the Holy Spirit. We have the same spirit that Paul had. We have the same spirit that Jesus had. There you go, brother. Just speak it out. Speak it out. Speak it out. Hey, the devil's a liar. And the devil's trying to tell you that's not the real thing. The devil's trying to tell you that's not the real thing. Yes, it is the real thing. Speak it out. That's it. You got it. Speak it out. Speak it out. Speak it out. It'll just be sounds. It'll just be sounds that come to your mind. Go ahead and speak them out. You got it, brother. You're doing it. What a miracle. What a miracle. What a miracle. What a miracle. You guys all got it. You guys all got it. Everyone who asks receives. Everyone who asks receives. Every, I want you to say this. Say, everyone that asks receives. Oh, God, I'll be baptized in the Holy Spirit now in Jesus' name. Oh, Now just start praying out whatever sounds come to you. Oh, Rabbi, you're doing it. You're doing it. Just pray. Just start praising God. Just start thanking Him. Thank you, Jesus. 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 And then whatever syllables, whatever sounds, whatever utterance comes to your mind, speak it out. It doesn't matter if you, it doesn't make sense. It's not supposed to make sense. Oh, Rabbi, Oh, just lift your hands to the Lord. Just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Be baptized in the Holy Spirit right now. There you go. Just speak out what's coming to you. Just speak out what's coming to you. Just speak it out, brother. Speak it out, brother. Speak it out, sister. You got it. You got it. Don't give anybody books until they're leaving, until they're moving away from the altar. Please, I'm sorry. There you go, brother. That's it. Just speak it out. Go ahead. Louder. Speak it out louder. 
Make the devil, make the devil pay. Make the devil pay. Make the devil mad. That's it. Make the devil, you got it, brother. Make the devil mad. That's it. Woo! Oh, Double portion for you, brother. Make the devil mad. Come on, speak it out louder now. You got it. You got it. You got it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Come on, everybody. Just give glory to God. We glorify you, Lord. Woo! Oh, Rabbi, Oh, Rabbi. Who else? You haven't been, you haven't started praying in tongues yet? Come on up to the front. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And in fact, it's already happened. You already got it. You already got it, brother. God's not holding back on you. God's not holding back from you. Go ahead and start praying out whatever comes to you. Whatever sounds come to you, just pray it out. There it is. Pray it out. Pray it out. Say, I receive. Just say this out loud. Say, I receive the gift of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in tongues, the gift of tongues. I receive it now in Jesus' name. That's it, brother. You got it. That's it. You got it. You got it. Just keep praying it. Keep speaking it. That's it, brother. That's it. Holy Spirit is working in you. Holy Spirit is interceding for you. It's happening right now. You got it, brother. You got it, you got it, you got it, you got it. You guys got it. You got it. It's done. You got it. It's Jesus' name. Jesus said, in my name, you'll speak with new tongues. He said that. In my name. Come on, let's lift our hands to the Lord. Keep praying. You got it. Keep praying and healing. We release healing. We lay hands on the sick and they recover. And we lay hands on people to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and she receives it. I know it seems like, oh, that's just making up words. No, it's not. It's praying in tongues. It's your most holy faith because it's something that you don't understand. And we're being limited by our own understanding. And God doesn't want us limited by our own understanding. It may seem childish, but what it really is, is childlike. We can't even enter the kingdom of God unless we're humble like a child. So if we're humble like a child, let's be humble enough to open our mouth and let God fill it with his heavenly language called the gift of the Holy Spirit and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I apologize for those that I, I went from Acts chapter 2 to Mark chapter 8 and started spitting on some of you. So I apologize for that. But Jesus did do that. But I, I'm not doing that on purpose. You got it. You have beautiful. You have this beautiful gift of tongue. You have this beautiful gift of tongue. You're doing it. You're doing it. God's so happy with you guys. He's so proud of you because you came forward. He's so proud of you because you opened your mouth. He's so proud of you. He's so proud of you. He's so happy. He's so happy because you're you're operating in your most holy faith. It's your most holy faith. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. 
Can we just all just thank God and glorify Him today? Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you, everybody to pray with me. Pray this out loud. Say, Heavenly Father, I trust you. I love you. I thank you. And I ask you now for revival in our church, in our city, in our communities. We command the dry bones to come to life. We prophesy to the city of Chicago and all the suburbs. We prophesy revival that all churches, including life changers, all churches that are preaching the gospel, they will have revival and hundreds and thousands of people will be saved, born again, filled with the Holy Spirit and on fire for God. Restore the backsliders. We call them forth, Father. Bring back our members. Bring back our believers. Bring back our spiritual family and add to us. Bless us indeed and enlarge our impact. Let, let your hand be upon us and use us to bring healing and to heal pain in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. What can't he do? 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 Woo! Now make sure, every one of you, make sure you get a copy of this book. It's free in chapter three or four. It's the power of the Holy Spirit. Go through that. Go through this whole book and write in the answers. Look up the verse right in the answers. This is your firm foundation. If you build a house on sand, when the storms come, it will it will blow down. It will fall apart. But if you build your house upon the rock of God's word, then when the storms come, both people are going to have storms. But the one who will endure the storm is the one who's built their foundation on the rock. And the rock is God's word and the rock is God's church. And so we need his word and we need his church. We need his house. We're a part of the house. We're the sons and the daughters of the house, God's house. Amen. Amen. Congratulations. Make sure you get one of these books. Make sure you fill out the card if there's a card in there and put your name so we can start praying for you as well by name and by your email or phone number. Just put it. Give it to us. We can help you grow. I love you guys. If you need if anybody needs prayer for anything else, one of our team members will be up here to pray for you for whatever it is you need. Whatever it is you need, we're going to be in agreement with you.